Hello, and welcome to the Blog You Want and the Time You Have podcast, the show that empowers you to stop making excuses to not blog and realize the potential of content marketing. I'm your host, Scott Winteroth, co-founder of contentacademy.com. I invite you to join me each episode for actionable strategies for elevating your blog to the next level and hear from other content rock stars who will share with you exactly what keeps them on task so you can stop wishing for success and start living to your fullest potential. Ready? Three, two, one, publish. Hello, everyone. It's Scott Winneroth, and this is the blog you want in the time you have podcast. It's January 15th, and the beginning of the year is definitely a time where I like to spend time reflecting and thinking about how last year went, as well as planning out my goals and strategies for the new year. It's also my birthday, so um, not only is it the new year sort of tradition of resolutions, but it's also my birthday, so I definitely have lots of time to reflect on how good or how bad the past year went, as well as the aspirational Um, or proverbial resolutions that I might try to set for myself in the new year. And I have to say that I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with resolutions, which I've mentioned before in this podcast. But ultimately, um, I like setting goals. It's sort of empowering. and I like setting resolutions. They're sort of empowering. But ultimately, um, it is frustrating when you look back and realize that I never even got close or I might even be in a worse situation than I am now, especially when it comes to creating content or exercising or anything like that. So, um, you know, uh, there's been a plethora of um, goal setting and resolutions and living life to your fullest type podcast episodes that have been popping up in my feed from the various people that I follow. And, you know, listening to, to some of some of these different podcasts and as well as reading books from some of the greats like a, like Seth Godin or Stephen Covey or David Allen or um, Brian Tracy, just to name a few, there's a, usually one productivity productivity method that tends to come up often. And it's the concept of sort of like your daily three, where you sort of sit down each week and come up with your main three tasks that you need to accomplish each day. Um, most likely these tasks are probably aligned more with your long-term goals. And often they are not your three main tasks, or maybe they shouldn't be. Your three main tasks should not be tasks that are like stuff that you have to do. But per se, maybe they are tasks that are important but not urgent. Uh, As popularized in the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, he talks about the Eisenhower Matrix where basically your tasks are divided up into four quadrants. The first quadrant being important and urgent, which is the stuff that you have to do, like for stuff that if you don't do, you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your house, you're going to do whatever, right? Those are tasks that we, routine tasks that we have to do, and if we don't do them, there will be major consequences. Then there's the P2 tasks, right? The the second quadrant, which would be the upper uh, right side, which is um, they're important to you, important to your goals, important to your business, but they're just not urgent. And no one's going to be telling you you have to do them. No one's really going to be on you if you don't do them. And and the truth is the only person that's going to keep you accountable for those tasks are either yourself or, well, maybe an accountability coach. But that's a different topic, a different subject. So when it comes to blogging, and especially if you uh, take my blog, You Want the Time You Have workshop, I spend a lot of time talking about P1 and P2 tasks. Because for blogging and creating content, most of that falls into that priority too where it is important to you, it's something you want to do, it's something that's going to be in line with your long-term goals, 
but it's not urgent enough where you're, you're going to do them. So for me, you know, I love the concept of sort of having your daily three. But the problem is if I sit down every day and think about what's important at this moment, I tend to write tasks that are important and urgent as my daily three. Like these are things I have to do because a client's going to be pissed off or a boss is going to be upset or my wife isn't going to be happy with me. Like I tend to make my daily three like tasks that are important to other people and not myself, which is okay. But it's not going to sort of grow my myself overall to reach my personal goals. So I kind of want to extend this idea of your daily three. And that's where I kind of come up with with what I'm calling the guiding three. So I'm lazy. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I tend to be lazy about different things in my life. And, And for me, Um, I love the idea of doing a weekly planning routine. In fact, it's something that I pontificate about in my workshop is how I sit down every Sunday night and I come up with a weekly planning routine. The truth is, you know, with holidays and with um, other commitments, as well as, you know, personal well-being, I'm not feeling it that day. I sometimes don't do my weekly planning routine. And what happens is I don't then have my daily tasks plot out for the week, right? So instead of having three tasks that I pick every day. Um, I decided that for me, it's better to have three tasks that guide me every day, right? Or my guiding three. And this, and I want to do this in a way that sort of creates more of a rhythm. And I've been doing this for the last couple of weeks and I found it actually pretty useful. So I've decided that in, instead of picking every day what my three are, I sat down and decided what do I want to do this year and what do I need to do to get there, right? So I came down to, I need to write for 30 minutes a day. That's my my guiding three, number one, if you will. The second one is I need to exercise every day because I have some personal activities I want to accomplish. I like to get more walking in and I like to get back to going to the gym. So I need to walk for 30 minutes a day. And then the third one is I want to read or consume for 30 minutes a day. And I'm going to get to that one a little bit later. But by doing this, by having the three, my guiding three, I'm taking this and I'm saying these are what I'm doing every day. No matter what, if you think about it, they're 30 minutes a piece, right? So 30 minutes for reading, 30 minutes for writing, 30 minutes for walking. I can almost fit an hour and a half into any day. You know, I can, if I'm, if I had a really busy day at the office or I had something urgent come up that kind of wrecked my um, sort of personal productivity, I probably can almost always squeeze an hour and a half or if anything, two of the three of these guiding tasks into one day. And that's why I think for me, it works out well. No matter what, I'm going to wake up each day knowing that I need to write, read, and walk. And that's it. And I don't have to think of anything else. I don't. I can be a little lazy with that. I can just think of what of this. Now, will there be other tasks I need to help grow my business? Or will that need to change or modify in the future? Absolutely. But for right now, for 2019, I'm sticking with my guiding three. And I hope to do them every single day. And it really buckles up with the idea of sort of like the, the Seinfeld, don't break the chain. This is something that's very easy to do where you could do it every day. And then check off every day you do it. So the goal is to not break the chain. It's a sort of a, uh, um, I forgot who introduced it, but supposedly this is David Seinfeld trick where you write every day and then you check off every day. And the goal is to never break the chain. So you always sort of keep that momentum going. And then after 60 days, it becomes a habit or so on. And then that's that. Yeah, I mean, you could listen to 10 different podcasts and probably get the same um, the same logic. I think I've heard it in three or four different books I've, I've listened to lately. So it's really pretty popular, but it's a great concept. And that's why I thought it was fair enough to bring up here on the podcast. 
spend your spend 30 minutes a day reading, spend 30 minutes a day writing, and spend 30 minutes a day walking, and then therefore just don't stop doing that. Try not to break the chain. Now, of course, when I say writing, when it comes to blogging, that could be a little tricky because sometimes I spend time marketing, sometimes I spend time doing SEO, sometimes I spend time scheduling social media. So my writing may not necessarily be writing per se, but it could be social media marketing, whatever. I think ideally it would be good to maybe tack on another 30 minutes for that itself and then spend each day doing 30 minutes of intentional writing. And the other thing I like to mention too is that I just set aside 30 minutes. If I do more, I can do more. If I do, don't, but the goal is to at least accomplish 30 minutes each day. That is my goal. Um, if I end up doing two hours, I'm not going to take the next day off. I'm going to do, try to do it all at once. But at the same time, let's say um, I don't write on Tuesday, but then I have an extra hour on Saturday. I want to take the time to make up. So consider the weekend's uh, makeup time. You know, you can't not, you should write every day. So Saturday and Sunday should both be 30-day increments, but then adding an extra time on Saturday, maybe I have an extra hour, so I'm going to make up if I, any days that I maybe missed during the week. So really use this as an opportunity to decide your guiding three. Think about how you could use this. Um, for me, it's not just about your guiding three, but it's also scheduling it into your daily routine. Uh, for me, I like to write in the morning. I feel like my mind is the is the clearest in the morning and the sharpest in the morning. So I really like to write before um, everyone gets into the office. So anywhere from seven a.m. to eight thirty, I like to write. Uh, it's some it's a way I can close the door and focus on doing something. And that way, when the office when when work starts, I'm ready for work and I've done my most creative task for the day. The next thing is like for example, um, walking. You know, um, I'm lucky that I'm really fortunate where I can walk at lunch. So basically, I spend my lunch hour walking, and that, that's an easy way to sort of accomplish my daily three. Also, it happens to be at a time of the day where I start to wean, right? Maybe I get a little tired. Walking and being outside or being inside really gives me that sort of blood pumping and kind of re reinvigorates myself. So when I get back to the office, I'm ready to sort of tackle the next half of the day from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Right. So that that lunchtime is actually a really good spot. Even if I didn't walk or I didn't want to exercise, I should do some type of activity, some type of movement at that time, because it's super easy to sit at your desk all day. I mean, I've done that for years. It's not a good thing to do. <laughs> so be sure to, to spend some type of time walking or exercising because you don't want to get caught behind too. once you start doing once you start being sedentary for too long it'll catch up with you then it makes it really hard to get back into the swing of things i know i'm only talking from my own experience so that being said the final guiding three as i mentioned was reading or you could easily swap that with consuming you know so and i love the i love consuming i feel like as creatives or as bloggers we need to consume because it gives us ideas it gives us sort of a me the mental space to sort of take on ideas or, or hear from other people research and we have to consume um but that being said i think i i like to consume in ways that's going to provide high value to me so for me i like to maybe read 30 minutes of a self-help book or business podcast or something that's going to provide ample value to me i like doing this in the evening you know maybe after i spend some time with my loved ones or after i spend some time doing something that um is completely fun and then before I go to bed, spend time reading. And this is also a great way to sort of um, 
plant a seed in your subconscious. If you're reading something highly valuable, especially a self-help book or something that, that talks about visualizations or affirmations, you can sort of consume those positive thoughts and then hopefully seed them into your subconscious so when you wake up the next day, you're ready to tackle on your biggest tasks because you spent some time doing some positive research and some positive creative uh, recharging. So definitely something to consider. Obviously, you should take this and make it work for you. But if anything, if you're going to build a blog and you're going to build something sort of a sustainable content ecosystem, the idea of creating a little bit each day or batch creating, maybe you spend all day Saturday, has got to happen. I don't really care how you do it, but you're going to have to create content. And working that content creation into your routine is probably one of the most important things that if you can figure out, if you can sort of build a process for you, will be your key to success and your key to building the blog you want, given the time you have. Um, it's taken me a while to figure this out, <laughs> you know, being I, I never said I was an expert, but who I am is someone trying and feeling and learning from my mistakes. And that's why I wanted to share this with you. I want you to sort of think about what are your daily three? What are your guiding three? Maybe you don't necessarily need to spend time. Uh, maybe you already have other routines, like, for example, ex maybe you already are in the routine of exercising every morning. Great for you. That's awesome. But maybe there's something else you want to do. Maybe you need to do a little bit more research on, for example, search engine optimization. So you spend 30 minutes a day researching SEO. And just keep doing these until they become habit or until you've achieved your goal of doing of executing what you're trying to execute. Because remember, blogging and creating content is definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. So it's something you're going to have to do for a long, long, long period of time. I mean, you write one book, you're going to have to write your next book. Or you write, finish one post, you're on to your next post. So it's not like this is stuff that like once you're done, you're done. And that's one of the biggest things I have with blogging in terms of like building a plan is your plan is like forever. There's not going to be an end to when you stop blogging. You have to keep blogging until you're done blogging, period. You may be that, and that maybe that's you in the ground, you know, kind of thing. But hopefully this will give you a little bit of an idea or a little bit of insight into what I'm trying. And then you can try it as well. And if you have some successes, let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'd love to have you on the show to talk about your blog and talk about what you're working on. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to email me at hello at contentacademy.com. We'll touch base and tell me what's working for you. Tell me what's not working for you. And uh, tell us what you blog about. We'd love to hear from you. I got an exciting season coming up. We actually just finished the inaugural Creative Year Ever, which was a uh, sort of two-month campaign held um, at creativeyearever.com, as well as a fantastic collaborative co-working space in Chicago called nextdoorchicago.com, which is owned by State Farm. And uh, it's, a free, and it's a free, accessible place that anyone can use to co-work or to study or to do anything and they have a really great cafe there and we spent time um, doing the creative your ever workshop which i invite you to check out the creative your ever workbook which is a completely free download just head on over to creativeyourever.com to check it out it's a great exercise to sort of align your passions with your goals and figure out how you're going to make 2019 your most creative year ever uh, contact me. I'd be happy to walk you through the exercise and be sure to check out our online community that we built to help find accountability partners. And all that information can be found on creativeyourever.com. But we have one more workshop coming up. If you're in the Chicago area on January 16th, 2019, we have a workshop with co-founder 
of Content Academy, Rebecca Stewart, my business partner, and we are hosting a workshop on becoming a content strategist, or it's actually called Become a Content Strategist. I get it wrong every time. Sorry, Rebecca. Anyways, Become a Content Strategist is a great sort of introduction into an exciting and rewarding career in content strategy. Uh, Rebecca has got ample years, and she explains exactly what it means to be and how to get into this sort of exciting and rewarding career. Um, I definitely encourage you to check it out if you're in the area. If not, we have some resource, resources online. And you can go to contentacademy.com to hear, learn more about the uh, content strategy as a career. All right. Also, got to give a shout out to Rebecca. She has her podcast going. It's called Succeed with Content Strategy, and you can find it in iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher service of choice. And as always, in a link in my show notes, I want you to check it out because she's got excellent interviews and excellent topics on how to do content strategy, which is obviously a part of, well, it's sort of the bigger umbrella of blogging. So, um, definitely important if you are a blogger or you're looking to sort of take your blogging and turning it into a career. So check that out. Again, thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for being a loyal listener. And thank you for listening to this podcast at the very end. If you have any feedback, please get in touch. If not, please consider leaving a review on the podcatcher service of choice. That's our gasoline. That's how we get the word out. And um, I could really use a sum. I'm, I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I could use them. I'm not really kidding, but I, I'm not begging per se. So anyways, uh, check it out. Uh, thank you. Get in touch and keep on blogging.